Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 150. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo, and that lady from the video who is yelling at the mayor, president of the Whitestone Republican Club, Vicki Palladino. Vicki, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a while since you've been here. Thanks a lot, Evan, for having me. It's always good to be back. No matter what the span of time is, I'm just glad to be on. Thanks, Evan. All right, guys, so before we get started, just a reminder to visit our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. There you can find all of our articles, videos, and links to our shows, not to mention our amazing snowflake melting merch, the profits of which help us fight the communist leftists who have taken over New York and are trying to take over America. So just remember, guys, that that is where you will find all of our amazing clothing, such as the things that I wear and the hats that I wear and everything else that will make leftists cry. But guys, let's get right into it. If you haven't seen the video yet, a bunch of great American patriots stood up to defend the Teddy Roosevelt statue on Sunday that is in front of the Museum of Natural History when they were confronted by an Antifa soy boy who attempted to intimidate the group and told them to, quote unquote, check their privilege. But as we all know, Vicky Palladino was not having any of it. And if you haven't seen that video, make sure you also check out the one of Vicky yelling at Mayor de Blasio. It is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life. But all jokes aside, we as Americans have to stand up and defend our country and our history against these communists who are literally trying to tear down the fabric of the country. Vicki, why don't you give the folks at home kind of a little bit of background of why you felt it necessary to go to the rally and kind of your perspective on the events that occurred? Well, we watched uh, the events unfold now uh, over a period of months, and it led up to uh, total anarchy in our country. So uh, through this, uh, these radical left movements known as Black Lives Matter, which I'll refer to them going forward as a domestic terrorist group, as well as uh, uh, Antifa, and they've pushed the line and they pushed the line, and now they've, de- they've chosen a free mind to completely dismantle our country, uh, everything we stand for. One of the biggest things that represent our country is our uh, monuments and our statues, paying tribute to the great Americans who came before us, our history. They don't like our history. They want to see our history dismantled. They want to see our history burned to the ground. And they're doing it. They are absolutely doing it. As far as the importance of being there uh, at the Teddy Roosevelt statue in front of the Museum of Natural History, which has been there for close to 100 years. Uh, I don't refer to that statue as a statue, I refer to it as a monument. I visited that stat- that uh, museum hundreds and hundreds of times uh, on my own as a young person with my children. That That is a monument, it's not a statue. You gaze up at it and, and, and the beauty and the awe is, is not, to, not to be believed. So the idea, that Mayor de Blasio's wife, Charmaine or Charlene or whatever the hell her name is, uh, de Blasio put her in charge of the dismantling and the taking down of any statue or monument she deems fit. Well, they decided to pick on that statue, that monument, in front of the museum. So why did I find it important enough? Because it's a monument. It stands with Teddy Roosevelt, who one of the, our very, in my opinion, one of my very, very favorite presidents in the entire history of, the, of, of American history. So I was compelled. I had to do this. We had to go down there. We have to make a stand. Look, we're at war. It's them versus us. Get it through your heads. And it's not going to get any better. So if we don't, if we don't, if we don't fight back, by any means necessary, we will lose the war. We will lose the war. There you go. Gabe? I went down because I was tired and sick of weak leadership here in New York City. We have de Blasio saying that we need to paint Black Lives Matter in front of uh, Trump Tower. We have uh, the rest of the city council uh, calling to defund the police, the advocate for the tearing down of statues. It's just weak leadership all around. And I'm tired uh, that none of, there were no elected officials, even on the Republican side that came out. And I love, you know, our, I love the majority of our elected officials, but at the same time, 
you can't just pick and choose when you want to, you know, show your outrage. I mean, it's one thing to tweet about it. It's another thing to actually go out there and defend your constituents, your, we, your fellow Americans. And it's a horrible thing that we saw no one there. Uh, nobody. I, I, nobody. Think, I think there was a, there were a few candidates, but that was about it. I mean, you know, they, they still have and, a long and, wait, and not to interrupt, what are the candidates looking for? Okay, what are they actually going to achieve? Where have they been, the candidates running for office in 2020, that are going to represent the state Senate, It's going to represent the state assembly, that's, going, that's running for Congress? Where have they been, COVID or no COVID, where have they been these last four months, and especially these last two months, of absolute destruction? Where are their voices? Why have they not assembled together as a group of Republicans and come together to fight? Be a voice. Get out there. Be a voice. And, and show your leadership. You're running for the United States Congress. You're running for the New York State Assembly. And yet you have, and the New York State Senate. And you have no voice? I've been all over Facebook. I've been everywhere. And I speak my mind and people respond. I want to know, like you said, Gabe, the lack of leadership is blatant. It's every, I mean, everybody's saying it. Where, 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 where are all the elected officials? Where are the people running for office? I ask the same question. Where the hell are you? Well, it seems to me like they're all afraid. Everyone's cowering at the, oh, at the side of the mob, and that's the biggest problem. And we see this, we see this with, with major corporations, with, I mean, I can't turn on the PS4 and every single game has updated their terms to put a yeah. little message saying that, you know, um, systemic oppression and racism is like, come on, give me a break. I'm trying to play right. NHL. I'm not trying to get a social, uh, you know, a social justice warrior lesson here. Exactly. But, they, but they do. They bow before the mob because everyone is afraid of being canceled. Well, there's no, you know what? Look, if you're going to go by mob rule, fold it up now. Pack up your tents and go home because we're, 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 we're losing. We're going to lose. Just pack up your tent and go home. That's why we need leadership that's not afraid to come out. And I, I don't get that mentality. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? You know, Cancel culture. What's that? It, the biggest thing is that people are afraid of, is, as Evan has said, it's cancel culture. Uh, sadly, I mean, but if you're going to allow for people to literally just the mob mentality to go after you, if you're afraid of that, and I understand that it can be a scary thing, but then, but you also have to remember, for people who are running for office or, or candidates, or, sorry, not candidates, um, elected officials, you guys threw your hat in the ring already. You're there to fight. You're not here to just sit in the sidelines and to you know, retweet things or to share things. You're there to, to you know, supposed to, you're, you're elected to be the voice of the people. It's a representative uh, government. And it's wrong that you have a bunch of, a, a bunch of people cowering to, to the mob. And I'm like, well, why do you put yourself are, in the Gabriel, front? Call them what they are. They're cowards. Because if you could cower too, what does coward to mean? Coward means to be a coward. Finish the word. The word is coward. Okay? We see it all over now, all over the country. We're seeing it right here locally. You know, we have in Whitestone right now, we have a Black Lives Movement, which is a joke, in Whitestone with all these young, white, privileged kids, white people apologizing for being white that want to be black to march with Black Lives, Move, black lives Matter. What sense does any of this make? It makes no sense whatsoever. It's bored people with no direction in their lives looking for that's something right. to fight for. That's, that's literally what it is. Because that's if you right. look at the way that black people live in America, they're better off in America than in any country in the world. This is the best and including place to be Including the entire continent of Africa. So this that's whole correct. thing about, you know, so proud of Africa. Africa is a war-torn continent that is flooded with murder, rape, and AIDS everywhere. Like, there is no better place, like you said, Vicky, to be poor. There's no better place to be black in current right. day, in the current day world than in America. And they're so, these people are so bored. It's all middle to upper middle class or rich kids 
who are white, who have nothing better to do, who they are have no they're idea. sitting around a college, or they, right. they've got, they got something in a degree they can't get a job in, and they need something to do. That's right. And I'll tell you something else. I blame my generation. My generation is the generation of the 60s and the 70s. So when people, wanted, when people got in my face a little bit about uh, Black Lives Matter, I pull out Black Panthers. When people talk about uh, protesting, anybody hear about the Vietnam War? Okay, you want to talk about civil rights? Why don't we talk about Martin Luther King? Why don't we talk about real racial, uh, when we had our real racial problems back in the 60s? Let's discuss that. Right now, you're replaying history, but you've got it all backwards. It's not about replaying history. They're rewriting history to fit their narrative. Their narrative is hate. Okay, and back in the day, people might have disagreed, but I'm going to tell you something. We all came together when the time came to come together. We were Americans. They were patriots. And that's what we don't have today. We lack the backbone of patriotism. It's us. We're three people sitting here right now. There should be 3,000 of us in one place discussing the racial injustices that do exist, that, that are out there. That we cannot pretend there is no racism. There is. But damn it, the hell, this is not about Floyd. It stopped being about Floyd three hours after he was murdered. This is a takedown and a coup of the President of the United States of America. And every blue state, every blue governor, every blue mayor, is not restarting their economy? Why is that? New York contributes to 33 and a third of the United States of America's economy. Cuomo wants $60.1 billion bailout money. He's not getting it. So guess what? He decided to pull back again until outdoor dining is, not, is going to be allowed. They pulled back no indoor dining which was supposed to start this Sunday. Okay, he keeps moving those goalposts. He's holding the people of New York hostage the same way these other governors are holding the United States of America hostage, our president number one. Yeah, but the, the biggest thing that we have to look at is that the Democrats use all these things and the leftists and the communists, all these people, Antifa and BLM are communist organizations. Just look at the logo. That Black Lives Matter fist is the exact same thing as the Communist Revolution logo. It's just in black, people. Correct. All their demands are communist demands. But what they do constantly is they use one incident from the police to deflect the fact that the real systemic racism, if you're going to say systemic racism exists, is through Democrat policies, through welfare state. Those are the things that are keeping black and brown people down. By right. on generational welfare, you will never have enough money or enough capital to get off of welfare unless you choose to strike out on your own. You have to give up the welfare lifestyle. And by keeping them on the government teat, you are keeping those people poor and you are keeping those enti entire communities flooded with crime and drugs because that's all they're going to have. And everyone wants to complain, oh, it's Republicans, it's Trump. It Trump has been in politics for four years. It's not Trump. Joe Biden's been in politics for a thousand years. He's about five thousand years old. Okay, this guy's been here since, since sixteen twelve. Okay, this, it's, this is not Trump. Democrat policy, and it's always about deflection. You saw what Cuomo did. He blamed Trump for the policy for the nursing homes. When meanwhile, meanwhile, he was like, "Oh, I'm the biggest guy in the room. No one tells me what to do. And they're all full of crap." They're all full of crap is right. Cuomo's got, Cuomo gets on Meet the Press on Sunday. I don't know if you saw it or not. Oh, he's got a white starch shirt on, a pretty pink tie, navy blue suit. He looks very presidential, like he commands the room. Hey, Cuomo, guess what? You're guilty. You're guilty of what? You're guilty of over 6,000 nursing home murders, okay? You own this virus here in New York. You made sure we weren't prepared for this virus here in New York. You, you have been our governor now going on three straight terms. You are not King Cuomo. And for anybody out there that's listening to this podcast, let me tell you this. This guy is, 
because there's a lot of people out there, Evan, who think that the sun rises and sets on Cuomo. Oh, do you see what a leader he's been? How blind are people? Again, with this, do your homework. Do your research. Find out who, Ma who uh, Mario Cuomo, you see? Uh, what do you slip? Find out who Andrew Cuomo really, really is. You're not going to like what you see. No, he's one of the dirtiest politicians, and everyone around him has been going to jail for years, and he always stays clean because he's the mm -hmm. guy at the top. Mm -hmm. exactly. exactly. Gabriel, where are you? Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's like, can I, I speak to... now, please? No, no, no. It's a, I, listen, when you get Vicky on a roll, you get Vicky on a roll. And you don't I told you to text thing. me to be quiet when I get to <laughs> No, no, I mean, no, because people need to hear who you are, Vicky. I mean, my, not, the biggest concern that I had was that people will recognize you as, um, you know, the truth granny, as hashtag truth <laughs> from what happened. Uh, but the biggest thing is that people need to know who you are as well, not just, uh, you know, you chasing down the Blasi or anything like that. So that's why, I, you know, I want to be, give you, give you airtime. I mean, you've surpassed me uh, on this show from Noideriety. Uh, uh, as Evan would say, he calls Stop. it the notorious cave on top of because of the Jeffrey Lack story. <laughs> no, let me look, look, look. You guys, every time you come to my club, I am so honored to have you there. This whole thing that I see here, and when I see it in your eyes, oh, the young people, we have to pass the torch to somebody. You have to. Now, here's history. I'm sitting in front of you, right? I've been hashtag truth granny. That's okay. Uh, my point is, you learn from your history. And what you're getting in school isn't the real history. Talk to people who lived it, who walked it, who tasted it, who watched it on the TV set every night as they were bombing Vietnam, okay, with napalm and everything else. You get your history from your elders. But when I look at you guys, I see hope. I see the future. And, I, and, and, and the torch, like I said, has got to be passed. And it's my honor to be here today. You know, I don't consider ageism a thing. I want to thank you both very much for having me on because it's, an, like I said, I look into your eyes and I see hope, I see promise. And um, I, I thank you very much for not treating me like some old lady, some granny, okay? <laughs> because you know who I really am and that's important. So thank you. Yeah, but Vicky, I mean, the way you took on that little Antifa boy when he tried to, yeah. to check your privilege, I mean, that's the strong leadership that we need more of from elected officials. We need people on the streets to stand up to the mob. I mean, this whole thing with, um, what was it, St. Louis with the couple that went, went walked out oh, of the house oh, looking, like they, yeah, looking like they'd never picked up guns before. I, I, know, have, people, <laughs> I have people going, well, uh, they're Democrats. I'm like, I don't care who they are. These That's are people right. who, who felt threatened and they decide to defend their homes. Whatever they say afterwards, they're trying, listen, these people have lives, they have jobs, they live in the community, they need to protect themselves. But it, as Americans, it, and honestly, I don't care what your party is. That's I don't correct. care what you're registered as. You can always change your party. So if, you, if you're a centrist Democrat who clearly has been left behind by your party, come over to the right. We will welcome you with open arms. Absolutely. And you're going you're gonna to start to see more of that, I hope. What I'm hoping for is, uh, as, I've, as you guys have heard me say many, many times, we can't win an election without Democrats. It's impossible. The numbers just don't allow it to happen. Now, when we watch the atrocities that are going on and this coup to take down the president, whether you're a Trump fan or not, it doesn't matter here, okay? What we have to, we have to focus on the fact that we need, once again, the heart and soul of America to start beating again. They're taking away the heart. Who's the heart? You and me. We're the heartbeat. We're, we're what makes this country tick. And I think there's a lot of, lot of common sense Democrats, middle to center, uh, uh, left or right, uh, Republicans and or Democrats, who see what's going on and need and want to get this over with. This has got to pass. This is a moment in time that we're frozen in right now. We've got to, we've got to get this moving. It's got to start to move forward. And we need the Democrats. So anybody out there who's like-minded, common sense, we need you. You need to vote for what's right and not for what's wrong. We put Joe Biden in office. What a joke. 
Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. What do people want to see happen? When he, well, let's see who he picks for his VP. Because right. if anybody wants this to continue on, this spiral to continue, because we're in a circle right now, you know, in a wheel that's turning, in order to stop a wheel from turning, you got to stick a, you got to stick a pole in the spike. You got to stick a wheel in it, a spike in it, and the wheel start stop turning. So now, when we see what Joe Biden picks, guarantee you this: if God forbid something should go terribly wrong in November, and this man becomes elected, in four months' time, this man will deem himself uh, not mentally. Right, and now our new president. Always look at his who his vice president nominee is going to be, because that's going to be your president in April. Yeah, but if you and if you look at or like if you listen to Democrats or just people who just don't know anything about politics, they're like, "Oh, Biden's picking soon. I wonder who it's going to be. I hope it's a minority woman." Why? Why do you care what the color right. or the gender is? You should be hoping that he picks someone who is competent and who has a who has a good track record in politics, which is because what we're doing now, especially on the left. It's the narrative. It's about, well, how can I be seen as less racist? How can I be seen as, as a martyr or a saint uh, so that I don't get canceled? I mean, Evan, you brought up the point earlier that, you, you know, you just want to load up a game without some corporation just shoving, you know, their message. on I loaded up Battlefield recently to go, you know, shoot some Nazis, contrary to Duffy Lax's beliefs uh, in, in uh, Battlefield. And the first thing I saw was, you know, we stand in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. And the idea behind it is, well, you're, 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 you're a minority person, African-American person. You're saying that you're oppressed, yet you have major corporations worth trillions of dollars if we put them all together, all supporting you, all saying that they support, that they stand with you. You want to compare your movement to the movement of the, of the American Revolution? Let me tell you something. No one here is lynching you or hanging you. Uh, on the basis of treason. That's what the, rev the revolutionaries did. The patriots got lynched and they got uh, hung and, and they got tar and feather and they, did they, they were taken to jail and tortured uh, because they were going against the crown. Here you have people of every different race and color standing up for you. Pew, uh, Pew Research Center recently came out with statistics saying that, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, about two-thirds of the Black Lives Matter protesters aren't black. Majority of them are white. Uh, so you're telling, you're saying that you're living in this horrible racist country. It's insane that you have people showing solidarity with your message. Whether we agree with it or not, you have to, you know, look at the facts here and say that people support you. And Michael Knowles brought up a very good point today on, on, the, on the case of Biden. He Biden needs, yeah, he tweeted you out. But Biden needs the campaign, uh, needs his campaign uh, to run on the idea of the pandemic. Because without the pandemic, people ask, oh, well, where's Biden? But they're more worried about what President Trump is going to say than what Biden's going to say at this time. They need, and they know that Biden can't be propped up, you know, for more than 10 minutes to have a Q&A without having a gaffe, without having a slip, without saying something he doesn't need to. I mean, remember, guys, this is the same person that says that poor kids uh, can be just as successful as white kids. Did you, wait, did you, uh, wait, before you finish that one, did you see what happened with his sign language inter interpreter the other day? The woman literally, as he's talking, just stops and it's just like, <laughs> like she has no idea what, what's going on. She just looks so scared and confused. But Gabe, continue. Yeah, so when you have, and that, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if your sign language interpreter can't even keep up with what you're saying, that's on all fronts that we that none of us know what, what uh, Biden's saying. So I'm just going to say this. Biden, you can hide in your basement for as long as you want. You can say that, you know, oh, a doctor's orders that the country needs to stay indoors or, you know, whatever. You can hide behind that as much as you want. We will just wait as a country for the debates where Trump is going to need, not even need to use a percentage, 1% of his energy to take you down. I mean, what are you going to, how are you going to get up there? What are you going to do? You're going to challenge him to a push-up contest. You're going to challenge him to, you know, take him on the street like you've done before. I mean, remember, for those of you who still are, are worried about Biden, he said before that he does not want his kids to grow up in a racial jungle. Now, that can be taken many different ways. I was going to say, that's racism. racism, isn't it? That is racism. So, remember, idiot. just look at the facts. As Vicky and, and all of us have been saying, look at, who, look at all angles. Don't just look at what people are spoon-feeding you because there's always going to be – remember, when you're a kid 
and they want, you know, when you're a little kid and you want to be fed something, what do they do? Oh, look at the airplane, look at the airplane, and boom, that's you get your broccoli. That's a good idea. It's right. I used to do that. <laughs> if you, if you look at really what's going on, though, is you have, like we said, everyone wants to seem like they're good people, like they're against racism. But what they're doing is they're hiding a Marxist revolution under the guise of ending racism. First of all, you can't end racism. It's never going to happen. You would, have to, you would have to murder every racist person. And then you would have people who weren't racist before going, hey, why are you killing all these people? Oh, maybe it's a problem with blank. So you're never going to end that. People are not infallible. We are flawed creatures. At our core, we are flawed. So you're never going to end racism. You can always work towards you know, bringing people together and all those other things. But to put, if you look at the demands, if you look at how they operate, if you look at the way they dress, the messages that they spew, the people that they are going after, they're going after capitalism, they're going after America. Why? Because America is a country that has always resisted communism. We have resisted socialism, we have resisted communism. Even places like Canada, they have socialized medicine, they have insanely high tax rates. You look at England, socialized medicine. All these places have not resisted the call to socialism and communism, but we have. So they well, figured it out that they can sneak it in under racial equality. In reality, they are pushing Marxism. Because why? Because no one wants to be the one who says, oh, um, I don't stand up for racial equality. I stand for racial equality. We have racial equality. The problem is we have a welfare system that has been pushed on the black and brown community. And that is, what, again, that is what's keeping them down. We need to be in these communities. People need to be starting businesses. People need to be off of welfare. Well, here's, here's one of the things I said also. You know, uh, when it comes down to what you just said about welfare and uh, keeping them down, what, keeping poor people down, I don't want to say anything wrong here because that's not coming from my heart. Coming from my heart is this. If you want to continue to be a ward of the state, then you're never going to rise to the top. I don't care what the hell color you are. I don't care if you're pink with blue spots. It's not going to happen. But yet, there is opportunity here in this country. Why do you think people come from everywhere, everywhere on this planet? People are dropping dead to get into America. Is that because we're a racist and injustice, a, a, a country filled with injustice? No, it's because it's the only country in the world. It's the beacon of light on the hill, as Ronald Reagan said. We are the beacon of light that people seek out. How dare America, Americans destroy our fabric, our life, because we don't fit their narrative, which is Marxism. It is communism. And that's what they want to change us into. So I say to every Democrat out there that feels underprivileged or unjust, there's some sort of injustice being performed against them, I say to you, stop voting the way you're voting. Like Trump said, how bad could it be? Give me a shot. Give me a try. How, how much worse can it get? This is the president President Trump, who for the first time in decades has actually been building bridges into these minority communities, okay? We've had the lowest unemployment rate between blacks and Hispanics. Oh, God, no, we can't have that. That means that Trump is being successful. We've had the highest economy in our nation's history. Oh, no, 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 we can't have that. So it's crush, kill, destroy city by state by state city by city take this president down that's the, what they want you got nancy pelosi who's a total ass she's taking a knee she hands the flag to floyd's family that a vet's family gets when he dies in battle or he dies while he's serving well, actually, after he becomes a vet, he gets the flag. Doesn't matter what. The point is, you're a man of honor, a woman of honor, you get the flag. George Floyd, what did he do to deserve the American flag? Then you get our, our people in Congress kneeling, kneeling in Congress, wearing this African scarf around their neck. You want to know what that African scarf represented? 
It represented the group that sold black, black Africans, that sold other Africans into slavery. So they weren't even wearing the white, the white scarves. I mean, how idiotic can all this be? So it comes down to this, a successful country, building bridges. We can't have that. Trump has got to get out. That's their message. It's been their message since he came down the escalator. It's a message that won't go away. And we've got to do everything we can. Now, you talked about something else, which is, in my opinion, I, 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 I made this clear also. I've never been more terrified in my life. And I don't scare easy. But this election, every, every blue state is pushing for mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots is what could take this president down. Make no mistake, because you think we're going to know who's president of the United States on, on, on November 3rd or November 4th? No. We're going to be waiting weeks to find out. And they're going to find bundles, bundles of mail-in ballots. And oh, by the way, it's all fraud. So we got to really, really be concerned about that. We need right. a groundswell like we've never seen. I don't know. Evan, I, I talked to you about this. I, 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 honestly, I don't know what the answer is to this. I really don't. You got 700,000 ballots came into New York City yesterday, mail-in ballots. 700,000. You know what voter turnout we're going to have here? It's very scary because well, we got... We could always uh, stage our... Uh, we could always stage us going to the voting polls as a protest, and I'm sure that... Uh, Emperor well, the Black Panthers there. did it. The Black Panthers did it for Obama. What they did was when Obama ran his first term, they went before voting precincts in Chicago and in, Pens in Philadelphia, and they used intimidation tactics. They dressed all in black, much like you're seeing Black Lives Matter today, but they weren't in existence when Obama ran. They started while Obama was in office. It started in Michigan, Ferguson. Uh, that's when the Black Lives Matter became Black Lives Matter. But um, when we had our first Obama election, uh, you had the Black Panthers uh, out in full force in major cities. I would have loved for them to be at my precinct. And that was how many years ago? Because I would have said, get the hell out of my way before I punch you square in the jaw. That's it. You know, what's ridiculous, you know what's ridiculous about that tactic? So they can what? stand outside all they want, right? I can just walk in, and if they go, hey, who'd you vote for? I can say whoever the hell I want. I voted for Mickey Mouse. How's yeah. that? If they want him, first of all, if they wanted me to vote for Obama, I can go in, put whatever I wanted to vote for, come out and say, yeah, I voted for Obama. Who cares? They're not well, in the booth with me, looking over my shoulder as I'm filling out my ballot. The fact that anyone kowtows to that type of thing is ridiculous. So the fact that you'd be afraid to vote is absurd. That's, it's totally absurd, but people are intimidated. We got a bunch of people out there that still want to walk around wearing masks. I mean, you know. The majority uh, of people are sheep. That's the problem. That is a problem. And, and here, Evan, you hit on a great, great point. Because what, what the biggest disappointment probably for you, as it is for me and, and Gabriel, is that we really got to see what it takes to knock the American people down. And sadly, it's not much. It's not much at all. Uh, where are our freedom fighters? Where are they? I mean, we had COVID-19 hit like good soldiers. We did like we were supposed to do. We trusted our president. We trusted Fauci. We trusted that other lady. I forget her name, that doctor. Dr. Burks. And what is it? Dr. Burks. Thank you. Burks, like it matters. Anyway, in my, I'm sorry, Gabriel. In my opinion, this was all part of it. This was all part of it because Trump admitted the fact that he's not a doctor. So he turned this over to, and due respect to Donald Trump, he turned it over to who he considered to be experts on what was supposed to be a global pandemic. He's not a doctor. He took his place, rightfully so, as a leader to the left or to the right of these doctors who are supposed to know what they're doing. We were led down a path of lies and deception. The pandemic did exist. Ap no, sorry. The virus did exist. It was created, man-made in China, delivered to America, paid, bought and paid for by the Democrats and the media to bring Trump down. 
because we could have all been freed in the middle of April. What I started to say was, we did what we were supposed to do. We listened. Why? We listened because we care about each other. We did as we were told to do. Why? Because we did not want to see people die. We wanted to see, we wanted to come through this together, whether as Americans and break it down to local as New Yorkers. We wanted, we wanted together to come through this the way we did with 9-11. We were, we're, we're strong. We're going to do this. We're all in this together. And you know what? We were until we weren't. And that's when we realized it was politically driven. And as soon as we got the message that this was politically driven, everybody like us got real smart real quick. Now, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? We better do something. Right. I mean, we're looking, we looked around and the reason why I remember Dr. Burks is because I, a couple months back, I had the opportunity to uh, sit on, sit in on a call where the president was talking about uh, Hispanic American relations and he had Dr. Burks come on the call as well. And she did not once mention anything about wearing a mask. The only thing she said was continue to have good hygiene and disinfect your shoes when you come in because you might be bringing that into your house. That makes perfect sense. But she never said anything about a mask. Now, we understand that the CDC has been bringing out various um, different updates and reports, but it's a little bit fishy to me that the president says, well, you can wear a scarf or something around your face, and then everyone says, no, 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 you can't do that. And then later they're like, actually, well, you can kind of wear something just to cover over your face. I spoke to somebody else who was like, well, there are also strains that show that this happens to be in the air. Uh, and they said, and if that is the case, then it actually enters through the, your, um, your, um, your eye, like the eyelids, the mucus found around your eyes. Well, that so, goes for anything, Gabe. When you're right. a little boy and you got sick, your mother, I always say, you don't, you don't touch your nose and you don't touch your eyes. This is right. the way it goes. It goes right through. These are, this is all old. This is all right. old. This is, these are just normal precautions that people take. Mm-hmm. And when we saw that people weren't dropping dead, now here, the new, the new swell of the coronavirus. Now, Cuomo came out yesterday or the day before Sunday, whatever the hell day it was, when he said that, well, we're still in the first part of the, we didn't get hit with the second wave yet. And I said, oh, Christ. They were talking about the second wave back in April before any, all right, now, let me not digress. So now, sorry. So now we're in it. And what happens is you got the people walking around with the masks. They're talking now about isolating 14 people from 14 different states. Or we got to be, they got to be, what do you call it? How's that? Quarantined. Quarantined, thank you. For 14 days. Okay. Where's he coming up with this stuff? I literally believe the man is just pulling this stuff out of his hat. When you get people who have tested positive for corona, you don't want to know about people who tested positive. There could be thousands of us, okay? If you tested positive for corona now, tomorrow, you may show no symptoms whatsoever. I'm not interested in reported cases. None of us should be. That's the number that scares the hell out of everybody. Out of those people, how many of those people get sick? How many of those people need to be hospitalized? How many of those people die? That's the number we need to know about. Don't go by reported cases. We'll never open up. We will never open up. And the media Don't pushes go. a whole bunch of nonsense because the, what they right. do is it was this, the day after bars open, right? Oh, coronavirus cases spike. Well, that's not possible because you said it takes two weeks. So that means those people were sick two weeks ago. They didn't get sick when the bars opened. It's the same thing all over the place. Oh, the day after the Trump rally of a whole bunch of new cases. Oh, yes, yeah, because those people were sick two weeks ago. It's but it doesn't a moving goalpost all the time. But no one right. gets sick at a BLM protest. Exactly. 10,000 people That's in New York exactly City, not one person's gotten sick. It's right. a whole bunch of nonsense. And the thing with the masks, they were very, very smart about it. So originally they said that, oh, you don't really need one. We just need them for healthcare workers. Then they were like, all right, now we can get everyone to wear masks. But we can't tell them that they all have to wear medical grade masks because they can't afford it. So we'll get pushback from people who can't afford it. So what we'll do is say, you can put anything over your mouth and that counts as a mask. I literally sneezed directly through the mask that I wear every single day. I get those stretchy <laughs> ones. I, I, was, I, was in, I was walking and I had to sneeze and I literally sneezed all over my arm. 
And I'm like, this doesn't, this does less than nothing. It does less than nothing because it's not protecting me already. And then it's not protecting anyone else. It's like, I just want, I honestly, I wear them because I need to be able to go into the store. Like that's, that's really it. it. I need to be able to get groceries. That's it. Before the pan, before the, any of the mask stuff happened, I was going every place all over the place with gloves, no mask in and out of every single store, going to see my mom, doing her grocery shopping, going all over the place, going to work, running lessons with kids. Not one person that I've come into contact with has gotten sick. And I worked in a school where we had three people hospitalized, which we were not told about until after we went back into the school to send work home for the kids. So we were all exposed for it, but no one died in the school and no one who I've been in contact with. And, 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 and you do understand that once you're exposed, your immunity only gets stronger and stronger and stronger to it, to the strain. So what do they say now to combat that common sense theory and that scientific theory? And I'm no scientist and I'm no doctor. But I will tell you this, they say that because what they're trying to tell you now is that there's a new strain coming. So they got an answer for everything, you know? So you said, well, you know what, if I'm exposed to, if I'm, if I'm exposed to COVID-19 and I, con I contracted it, but I did not get sick, so I'm asystematic, but I've already, my, system, my uh, immune system has built up an immune, um, immunity to it. But now they're trying to tell people like myself and others that, well, gee whiz, you know what? There's another strain that's coming. Bullshit. Okay. What's really, what's really ridiculous is that without a proper treatment for months, we barely, the death rate was basically the same as the flu. And the deaths that we had were not that much higher than we had from the flu last year. And that's with no viable treatment. That's with treatment that was killing people because people, everyone who was put on a ventilator, I know in certain hospitals, every single person who was, who was put on a ventilator died. So that's the ventilators right. were killing people. They were not helping them. So that's with right. improper treatment, the death rate was still about the same as the flu. Yeah. Now you got New York. Uh, you have uh, 20 million people accounted for, okay? Not to mention who's here, who's not supposed to be here. So out of 20, sorry, out of 20, I don't make any apologies. So I take that sorry back. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> How to win friends and influence people, Evan. Anyway, so uh, what I'm trying to say is when you have a death toll of 23,000, 23,000 people out of 20 million, give me a break. And let's go back. Nursing home murders toppled the, the 6,000 mark. Take 6,000 off of that 23,000. They boosted it now to 28,000 deaths used and the same way they should boost up the nursing home murders because there's there's more than six thousand people this is closer to 10 to 12 there you go so do the math how many people actually died of covid 19 in the state of new york in the city of new york Thirteen thousand people they've got people so bamboozled and people better turn off the news and start to listen to the right news and start to listen to podcasts and get the news straight you know, it's very hard to get people my age to tune into podcasts. I'm trying desperately for them to, I, I am, I'm trying so hard to get people turned on to podcasts to understand that if you want media today, there's YouTube. Please, everybody I know, unplug Verizon. Nobody, everybody's streaming now. People my age, which was unheard of. People were not doing it. Got to get the, we got to start to hit an age group of people that really matter as far as going to the, uh, the, the, the booths to vote. And we need to get people turned on to the right news. And the right news is on podcasting. It's on YouTube. You get it straight. And if they want to see any of their liberal news, they could see it on YouTube as well. It's, an, it's, it's open to everybody. But we've got to get people really, really influenced. And it's not Fox anymore. I mean, I, I have, I, I, the only person I don't have trouble with on Fox is Tucker Carlson. But we need people to get the news. We need them to get it the right way. And you guys do a bang-up job. And uh, so do so many like you. Give a shout-out to Christopher Wright. You know, let me just say uh, thank you to Gavin Wax for hosting that thing on Sunday. And uh, can you answer me one question? What is a soy boy? Oh, <laughs> Dave, you want to take this? Sure. 
I don't know what that is. Okay, so uh, soy boy, um, kind of like a slang term, terminology for somebody or a male who acts um, non-alpha beta, who actually uh, doesn't carry any sort of masculine traits, is more so like a like a male how feminist. Sad, how sad for the women today not to know what a real man is. Because how because, sad. How and because sad. they have, yeah, because right. they don't eat meat, they ingest yeah, they soy as a substitute, and soy raises estrogen levels, so they have higher rates of estrogen than men. Right. Well, and that, we that, that. because there's such a male. Fe- Can I change subjects a minute? Yeah, it got to be quick though, Vicky. We're on. The, we're up against all the right. I just want to say to all the young women out there, I come from a generation where I'm not a. I am woman. Hear me roar. I don't wear a pink fuzzy hat. But I am a woman, and you do hear me raw. And if there's one thing that I want, I want a real man. I want a man who'll stand by my side through thick and thin. I want a, I want a man who will help boost me up the same way I will help boost him up. It's a 50-50 world out there, ladies. And let's understand that. You don't want some soy boy. You want a man. There you go, well- guys. Well, yeah, that was great. But we saw the soy boy. And let me tell you, Evan, from from, um, from Gabe Montalvo's perspective of what was happening. Okay. I see Vicky Palladino at the police <laughs> barricade by, by at the rally. Uh, and she sees a couple of Antifa Black Lives Matter guys. You can't really make the distinction anymore. Uh, you know, with scarves around their face. Oh. To cover who they are. Right. And she's yelling at him from, from behind the barrier. And then she says, well, you know what? I don't even need this barrier. And she goes out of the bear, and I'm following behind her like, Vicky, please. There's like three, you know, three guys. And, you know, she's telling them off. And then I tell my friend, Jorge Ventura, who I, who I hope we get on the show really soon. Great guy. Uh, independent uh, journalist for the Daily Caller. I said, follow her. She always has something great to say. Like, she, this is her on a roll. And he's like, oh, yeah, she's a real New Yorker. Starts roll. Not but like 30 seconds later or less. Yo, lady, check your effing privilege. And this soy boy runs up to Vicky, charges her. And I'm like, oh, my God. And my friend Report and Dopine comes in uh, and, like, swoops it. Like, and he's like, yo, like, what are you doing? And the fact that this guy came up to and, and a now infamous uh, video, Vicky, where you're just like, you got something to say, little boy? So many people say that you embody the spirit of New York, the spirit of the country. And for me, I was like, wow. You, you like you, you know, you're fearless. All I see, like little Vicky, just coming out there to take the fight to anybody. And this is what you know, circling back through everything that we've said, we need more, more activism. We need more, you know, people with this sort of gumption. I mean, it was great that the young Republicans were, uh, you know, put this together. Uh, you know, we've had them on the show before. Great people, but the fact, and but something should click here. It's, it starts in the activism that really inspires. The, the country. I'm sure, Vicky, that you've inspired out of the 1.4 million out of the last that we've seen, uh, out of the 1.4 million uh, views that you have on on the twi- on that Twitter uh, video, that you've inspired at least, you know, 500,000 people to actually go out and you know, hopefully, to start something. It's it's really important. But I mean, the fact that we've seen this guy with uh, with low ex- with uh, with a high estrogen count go up to you, Vicky, and try and stand up to you uh, was a is a shame. I mean. What guy really goes up to to uh, to a woman, no less their senior, and threaten to get up in their face? And I asked him, I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "You know, man, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, so what if there wasn't that guy that stepped in? What was he gonna do? He was gonna do oh, nothing. Oh, oh. He was gonna do nothing because what the sheep do right. is keep flocked flock together, but when the wolf comes, they all run. What you need, right. what we need is a lion. We need a lion because a lion does not care about the opinion of the sheep. The lion can walk alone. If he needs to, there is a pride, but he can walk alone. If he needs to, the sheep will cry and scream and run and be hunted down one by one. We need people with teeth who are going to stand up and fight back. And that is why we're here. And I think that's where we're going to stop for today. Vicky, thank you again so much for coming on the show. If you can tell everyone where they can find out more about you. know I will. You know, I will. Thank you for everything. Vicky, tell them. (laughs) Hey, everybody, listen up. Empire State Conservative Network, the podcast for you. Come out and watch. Evan posts once a week. Evan, once a week, you put one up? So once or twice, twice. a week. Yeah, once or twice a week. I put it on Vicky Palladino for NYC. That's my Facebook page. Look for it. 
I put it on the Vicky Albrizio Palladino page, and I put it on the Whitestone Republican page. If you want to meet these young patriots that you're talking to today, you will see them at most every one of the Whitestone Republican Club meetings. I'm Vicky Palladino. I'm going to be around a long, long time, and I hope to carry my voice even further than this podcast. Like you say, it comes out every now and again. Uh, but we've got a lot of work ahead of us, and we're going to do it. We got to stay active. This is the only way we're going to make it. That's it. Okay. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate. It. I love you both. Thank Gabe, you very much. Gabe, tell everyone about your thirty thousand uh, social media handles. So, if you're on Instagram, follow me at Baron Montavo. B A R O N Montavo. Uh, if you are on Twitter, it's Baron underscore Montavo, and I won't change it because I think it's absurd that Twitter doesn't allow for dots. Just underscores. Uh, and if you're on Facebook, follow me on the page tab, Gabriel E. Montalvo. There you'll see a whole bunch of stuff that I post and uh, you know, things that I do. If you support the Hispanic conservative movement, please check out the New York uh, chapter for the Republican National Hispanic Assembly. Always looking for, uh, for new people. We actually got some great uh, patriots to join that I was able to meet with at the rally. It's a great old time. And uh, check out uh, some Talking GOP for some uh, different angles of uh, Vicky just destroying this poor sword boy. Guys, and make sure that you follow us on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter. We are somehow still on Twitter at Empire State and Cons. Make sure you follow us on Parlor at Empire State Conservatives. And once again, make sure that you check out our website that has all of our stuff. It has our articles, some of which are written by Gabe. Hopefully there will be more coming soon at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. And for that, remember, don't be a sheep, be a lion, and don't let fear take your freedom. Take your freedom.